we continue with our series on intellectual property. In this episode, we seek to understand why the uptake of intellectual property on the African continent is so minute. Will the new directive by the Kenyan president increase the rate of bad loans in the economy? Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. We now understand what intellectual property rights are and why they're so important. And yet data from the World Intellectual Property Organization shows the uptake of these rights still stands under 5% on the continent. Daniel Gasatura, a partner with Trust Law Chambers based in Kigali, cites the lack of IP laws in a number of African countries as a key reason for the slow uptake. In the budding innovation space, Gasatura says there hasn't been a push for creators and innovators to realize the importance of protecting their creations. It is true that um, there's still very little the uptake of IP is very, very low uh, in Africa. And I think there's a couple of reasons for this. There's still a need to build IP uh, you know, capacity within, uh, within very many you know, nations in Africa. Some African countries do still do not have uh, IP laws in place, do not have IP offices in place, and these are required for, you know, for IP to be effectively protected uh, across the continent. I think another reason is that there's still uh, very little that is invested in research and development in Africa. Uh, we still have a long way in comparison to other markets, uh, even though we have come from far. And um, even for those that are doing research, there's still need for awareness and protection of the findings of their research, um, you know, through patents and through copyrights and, you know, publishing, uh, you know, the things that they research and, and things of the sort. So they still need to, within the research communities in, in, on our continent, to uh, realize the importance of protection of what they do. I think there's a growing number of IP practitioners within the legal space, uh, but there's still space there to further expand uh, you know, the number of lawyers that actually understand IP uh, beyond trademarks, uh, but you know, to, 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 the, to the harder things such as patents and, and industrial designs and, and things of the sort. Uh, but it will all come down again, as I say, to what are we creating? Uh, what are we creating from the things that we have that can be indigenously, you know, novel, that can be novel to us, that can be unique to us, that can be new, that we can protect here? Or are we mostly, uh, our, comp- our, our industries, uh, etc., only you know, reproducing what has been produced across. That was Daniel Gasatura, a partner with Chastler Chambers, based in Kigali. Grace Nakabogo, principal associate in the intellectual property team of Marx Advocates in Uganda, says the uptake of IPs on the continent is fragmented. Some IPs are growing at a faster rate than their counterparts. The uptake of intellectual property in Africa is not as high as we would want it to be. But also we don't want to generalize intellectual property because remember, we've talked about the types. So you'll find that the uptake for trademarks is different from the uptake for patents, different from the uptake for, you know, copyright, different from these different things. We know that the African continent is very artistic and, you know, creative and things like that. So you'll find that in 
the sections for, say, trademarks, copyright, things like traditional knowledge and, and the like, we're not doing badly. We're not doing the way we should be doing because you find that there are very many people who have trademarks but don't even know that what they have is a trademark. Um, there are many people who have sung or have created uh, content that qualifies for copyright protection but don't even know. Um, Africa generally is busy in the creative arts and in my opinion, it's just a matter of creating awareness so that people know that, oh, I actually have this right and this is what I should do to enforce or to commercialize or, you know, commercializing means to make money out of it because if people can use their cars to, to borrow money, if they can, you know, pledge them at security, if they can use them in so many ways, there's no way, no reason why people who have intellectual property assets should not use the same to, you know, achieve the same the same um, benefits that people with land and other types. I mean, people use sofas, you know, if I can use furniture, why shouldn't I be able to use an intellectual property asset? So I would say that the problem in the creative arts is not that there's no intellectual property. There's actually a lot of intellectual property. It's just we've not raised the awareness for people to know exactly what they need to do with that intellectual property and how maybe they make it, how they formalize their IP in those spaces. Now, Kabogo sees the future in lobbying as a continent for IPs that work in the favor of Africans. The focus, she says, should be on traditional knowledge and culture expressions where a comparative advantage lies. Also, I think that we've not been deliberate on agitating for things that affect the African countries the most. There was a time where few people knew about the concept of geographical indications. But the European countries that are most interested in geographical indications made it their goal to push that concept of geographical indications on the world scene and in all you know world trade uh, discussions and it became a very important topic geographical indications why because those countries discovered that switzerland we make chocolate we make watches we are known for this so we are going to push for this Italy, we have ham, we have cheese, we have all these things, you know, we are going to push for this. You know, France, we have wine, we are going to push for this. So they pushed for the concept of geographical indications and that type of IP right also, you know, caught up and it's not a big thing. And we find that where the world is moving now, even the developed countries are starting to look back to, I mean, I think they've exhausted all their vogue and stuff and now what we are the ones on vogue. There's a whole story about the Namibian desert um, plant that uh, was used to create a medicine for dieting, uh, that a weight loss, a weight loss program. But it's because they noticed that the sun people take this specific plant, don't get hungry, still stay with high, you know, with enough calories to carry through the day, so they don't need to eat a lot because it's, you know they are walking in the desert, and that raises many issues. Are we doing enough to further the types of IP where we think as Africa we could be ahead of other regions in the world? As we were saying before, unfortunately, we've not been running ahead of the curve in intellectual property generally. We need to interest our governments, our leaders, our you know societies. We need to start pushing our agenda, what's important to us. 
Uh, so indeed, trade marks are important to us because I mean, world trade is 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 run on brands. People interface with brands before they even know what business is behind a specific product or service. How about we proactively start pursuing traditional knowledge and traditional cultural expressions because we have a thick uh, or we have an expanse of of intellectual property there, and it is something that a type of intellectual property where it's not only individuals that stand to gain, but the community as a whole, Africa as a whole, because to the extent that that's used, then that IP is used, then the culture from which it is picked or that place, they would get, you know, a certain reimbursement or compensation or royalty fee paid to them to the extent that that's used. That was Grace Nakabogo, Principal Associate in the Intellectual Property Team at Marx Advocates based in Uganda. Quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. Kenyan President Uhuru Kenyatta has announced that the negative credit reference bureau reports listed from October 2020 will not apply for another 12 months. The directive applies to loans worth less than 5 million Kenya shillings. The move is set to heavily impact the Kenyan credit market where banks and lending institutions have been struggling with non-performing loans. The rate of bad loans in Kenya, however, have started improving as the economy recovered from the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. According to the latest data from the Central Bank of Kenya, the rate of non-performing loans in the country eased further by 10 basis points in August to 13.9% compared to 14% in June. The announcement to remove the defaulters from the list could see an increase in non-performing loans ratio. Facebook plans to change its name next week to reflect the group's various applications and especially its Metaverse project, an online universe in which users interact in shared virtual spaces. Their stock was up by 1% in pre-trading. China Evergrande Group said that a deal to sell its 50.1% stake in its property services unit fell through, delivering a blow to the embattled developers' hopes to avoid a potentially disruptive default. If it had gone through, the deal with a unit of Hobson Development to sell half of Evergrande Property Services would have been worth $2.58 billion. The parties said in separate filings to the exchange that they were unable to agree on the terms of the deal. Evergrande tittering on the brink of collapse with more than $300 billion in debt was in talks to sell the stake in Evergrande Property Services to a small rival, Hobson Development Holdings, for around $2.6 billion. Staying with Evergrande, their woos could worsen if they fail to meet a deadline of Saturday night to stamp up an 83.5 million bond interest payment triggering an official default. Evergrande has already been given a 30-day grace period to make the repayment after missing the initial deadline back in September. It has since missed other key offshore dollar-dominated bond payments worth another $193.3 million. The clock is now ticking on those debts as well. Morocco has banned flights to and from the UK due to the coronavirus pandemic. Several UK airlines and holiday companies have been told by the Moroccan government that flights will be suspended from Wednesday until further notice. Flights between Morocco and Germany and the Netherlands have also been suspended. Morocco's National Office of Airports said the policy will remain in place until further notice. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial. And you can find me at Rithadong on Twitter.